podcast number three. We've got the origin story about to kick off. And no technical difficulties this time, for real. (laughs) This is episode three, round two. That's right, that's right. Round two had uh, a few difficulties yesterday with setting up um, of the audio. Uh, It turns out there was some type of uh, issue with the connection. Anyway, it was buzzing, it was was a whole thing. So now we're here, now we're live, and hopefully this sounds much better. (laughs) And hopefully we have our story a little more organized. So right, it might, right. It might benefit us in the long run. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So this is uh, intro music, by the way, really quick intro music, uh, at Christian Kid on Instagram. He makes uh, all our beats. He's will probably feature a few different things uh, that he can do. Um, yeah, shout some out of the Christian. Ones, so, yeah, best. shout out to Christian for that. And also helping me out with a lot of the technical stuff, too. Couldn't do, couldn't do without you, brother. We love you. So let's, uh, I guess let's just dive right in. This episode is going to be kind of the origin story of me and Keely and how we met and up until the day we got married. As you guys requested. Exactly. <sighs> that fateful day. Yeah. Jan- January yeah. 2008. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, we were just, I mean, me and Keely have known each other for a super long time. We met um, when we were just basically kids, I mean, teenagers. Um, and we've got kind of a, a long history, so strap in and here we go. Um, <laughs> I was I was visiting Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, with my mom, and uh, at the time that's where Keely uh, was born and raised. And uh, I was visiting there. My, my mom's got fa- uh, great family friends um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, shout out to Kim Edgar, Brad, Dustin, Abby, great people. Um, and family members really um, they lived there so we were actually in Albuquerque I was 16, 17 had, had just got there um, for kind of my little vacation um, to see my mom's friends my friends uh, and uh, that's what I, I had we had driven from Dallas to Albuquerque yeah you guys were a road trip and family I mean we've talked about that before but Yeah, so you guys were visiting, and then I taught a dance class at a homeschool co-op that I previously attended. Uh, So those of you who don't know, I homeschooled the entirety of my career of school. Um, You're a nerd, dude. You're a nerd. (laughs) Hey, I'm glad. I'm thankful for the homeschool. I know not everybody is thankful for, you know, homeschooling, but... I, I like it. I think it taught me a lot. But, yeah, so anyways, I, uh, you know, thought I could give back the following year after graduation by teaching a dance class. Um, so, yeah, I taught a dance class. It's like I danced hip-hop, kind of contemporary, modern, I don't know, just a little bit, little bit of everything in high school at dance. So, um volunteered to do that at the school and so this particular Thursday how co-op works is like for homeschool families you know not you don't always once you get to high school the parents don't always know how to like teach the sciences and the maths and that kind of stuff so right you know the AP biology and and all those things (laughs) right so they have basically teachers come and maybe there are other homeschool moms that that know about this, or maybe it's just you know actual teachers. They'll come, and all the homeschool families can come for a day, and uh, basically attend those classes all together. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I taught a dance class there. My the rest of my I'm the oldest of six, so the rest of my siblings were still in the classes, and my mom taught a class as well. So it was kind of an all day thing. Get there at seven, or there till three. I really didn't want to go this day, just because I just wasn't feeling it. And but I was like, oh, I don't want to let my girls down. So I was like, I'm gonna go anyways. So we go. It's like a 40 minute drive because it's in Rio Rancho, which is like out, just outside of Albuquerque. But I'm just like, oh, I really don't want to be here today. Like I was just dragging and. You know, um, but I go anyways, and so my mom teaches in the first block. She teaches a speech class, and I have to walk through that classroom to get to my dance room. And so I, you know, I got all my stuff. I'm gonna go set up my classroom, and I kind of like when I walk through there, I try to like be quiet and not disrupt the class and like sneak through the back, but as I'm walking and you know I take a glance around the room see who's there and then I like have to do a double take because there's this dude sitting on the couch in the back you know just auditing the class that's me that's me who's <laughs> auditing the class and also I didn't want to be there either I was actually uh my mom was kind of just like hey you could either sit at home for several hours alone and do nothing for nearly most of the day or come with me at 8 o'clock in the morning um, to a teenager, 8 o'clock in the morning is basically 4 o'clock in the morning um, but come with me to the to the co-op so I decided to go and I was kind of sitting in the back of this class and you know when you know someone's checking you out? That was the vibe <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the vibe I was like, and I'm sure at I that was. time you know, somebody like me you know, all the trimmings of a professional athlete Ripped, swole. I mean, just I was looking great that day, and so I could tell that somebody was somebody was paying attention. If you catch my draft, yeah, I don't even did I. I don't even know if we made like full eye contact at that first glance. I mean, I felt I felt your eyes making contact with my body. <laughs> if that's what you mean, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was digging. I was digging. So, anyways, instantly I was like, oh shoot, there is somebody that is really attractive here not used to that uh so swiftly smoothly tried to like oh i forgot something i gotta go back out go to the car and reapply some makeup i didn't really put on a full face that day so um, decided to just touch myself up a little bit. Quick you know? little touch up. Make sure you're looking good, girl. You're yeah. looking good. <laughs> There's somebody there, you know. I was like, okay, okay. This day's getting interesting. Maybe it's good that I came after all. Um, so, yeah. Went and touched up my makeup while I was in the car. Touched my makeup. Instantly texted my one of my best friends, Charity. Still one of my best friends. Um, and I was like, dude there is a dude here and he's super hot and yeah I'm really vibing and she's like oh my gosh you gotta like try to snap a pic and I was like no. yeah how uncomfortable is that encouraging you to snap a photo <laughs> hey that's how we were back in the day so sketch that is know. imagine if I had said that to my one of my friends who's a hot chick here I'll try and snap a photo oh it would not have worked out as Talk well about major creepo vibes 
creepo. So anyway, sure. she's creeping on me. I'm creeping on her low-key. Everything's real low-key. But I got to go teach a class. But now all I'm thinking about is you and, like, am I going to get to talk to this guy? So anyways, I'm teaching the class. And the family that TJ is staying with, um, their best, you know, one of their best friends, their mom's best friends, the daughter is in my class. Abby, she's in my class. And I'm kind of, like, hitting around, like, hey, who are these people staying with you? Who's, uh, you know, what's their names? Like, what's their story? Where are they from? And she's like, oh, yeah, they're visiting from Dallas. And I'm just like, oh, man, like, that kind of stinks, like, long distance. I just wasn't really feeling that. But I was like, oh. But the primal attraction was just too strong. It was. So it was. I remember we... Grab lunch, and I'm sitting at the table. I made the first move. Um, well, first move, you decided to sit at my table. I don't know. I mean, that's a, if that's a move, then it's that's a move. That's a move. What if well, I didn't do it? Well, you sat at my it? table what that I was I already sitting at. There, what was, like if maybe I didn't two, there was maybe like two other tables to choose from, but that's fine. That's fine. It's a first move. It's a, it is a first move. <laughs> so you sit down at my table, it and immediately ring. it's hot and heavy, right? There's flirting involved. I'm doing that whole thing where, like, I give too much eye contact. That was my thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> a little too much eye contact to let you know I'm right here. I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm I loved a, it. I'm a lion, and you're a gazelle. You know what I'm saying? So I was digging it. Um, we're having a great time. We're flirting back and forth. Um, Comparing body piercings. Right. I had just got my lip pierced, and yeah. she had a tongue piercing at the time. So weird. Wow. So tongue weird piercing. that I had that. What do, what do people think about people with tongue piercings? Can we get a poll? We, we, we're going to put a poll up on the old Insta. <laughs> Let us know what you think. If you have any personal vibes or feelings towards the person with a tongue piercing. I mean, I think people can pull them off. I know several oh, people sure, that have them. Oh, sure. Pull it off. Go, pull off whatever I think you want I was off. personally trying too hard when I got... I have no idea why I got that. It's just not Well, me. you were a rebellious teenager. That's probably why. But we digress. So yeah. we're, we're flirting, having a great time. Um, she ends up... Lunch ends. She ends up having to go back to teach her dance class. And I, I end up heading over to the music class. And I had noticed that her sister was in the music class because I like Keely said she's got she's a she's one of six so I actually went up to her sister I said hey um I was talking to your older sister uh during lunch kind of vibing I was wondering if I could get her phone number um you know does she <laughs> see anybody whatever asking my sister for my phone number. and that was really my that was really my move that, and that's innovation I, I don't know if you guys have thought of think about it this way this is innovation instead of me going to her asking for the phone number I innovate a new way to get her phone number. And that's really, I Elon Musk my way into getting really a new phone number. Is that really innovation, or have well, people been doing that? No, nah, well, it's innovation for me. It was the first time I had really done that. I was I, I Previously, I'd never really been nervous to get girls' phone numbers. So, um, that's true. If you know Tej, you know he's not speechless too often. Right, right. So I end up uh, asking her sister for her phone number, um, getting the phone number, saving it to my phone, uh, the class, music class ends, and we uh, we end up like towards the end of the day. The class that was kind of towards the end of the day, and we end up kind of getting a getting a, a round of uh, of like everybody's playing football like out in the, out in the back. Everyone's throwing a ball yeah, around. It's the end of the day. Time. All the kids. It's kind of like our thing. All the kids, the moms are like packing up their classes and whatever, right. and so the kids, you know, we hit up the parking lot, the empty parking lot throw a few balls i was definitely trying to 
impress you with catching the ball. Oh yeah, like you know, like you ever see somebody playing a game of like pickup at the gym, and like there's one dude that's like got leg sleeves on, and he's wearing like the real basketball shoes with the headband. He's like, damn, this dude's actually going real hard. Like, this is just a pickup <laughs> game. Like, you had to go this hard at the pickup game. Nobody else is going that hard. One of these dudes is in sweatpants. Like, this is not a big deal. Another dude's wearing jeans. Like, why is he going? That was basically Keely out there on the field. She's sweating. I mean, going hard. And granted, she's making plays. Right? She's making dude, plays. Dude, I caught every pass. I was like, please, God, just let me show. She was balling. Because I noticed you were wearing some sort of something of Dallas Cowboys. Or somehow I found out that you were a Dallas Cowboys fan, which we're Dallas Cowboys fans. Right. And when you find those Dallas Cowboys fans, you got to stick together because uh, in the world, you either hate them or you love them. So you're on one well, side or the other. Well, it's America's team. That's why. So... Yeah, so that was a sign in my favor. So I was like, okay, this dude likes football. I like football. I got to, like, show up my game. So, yeah, I definitely did. And then afterwards, and I was impressed. I was like, wow. I kept, tell- I kept telling her, man, you were the MVP out here, girl. You yes. were the MVP. He was calling me the MVP. I was feeling good. I was I was vibing. Uh, and then I was hanging out. We were talking. Everybody's getting ready to leave. I have my phone out. I'm just, like, flipping it open and closed. I mean, Unbeknownst to me, I had no idea that he had already gotten my phone number. She had no idea, yeah. But, but I, had, I had those digits. Don't worry. I had the digits. But I was like, is he going to ask me? Like, what the heck? And he never asked. So I was just like, all right, well, maybe it's for the better. He lives far away. Like, I don't want to get too involved anyways. So we load up in the car and we're driving away. And I remember we're driving down Coors going south. And just kind of bummed, you know, I was like, man, it just felt pivotal, like, like meeting you. It just felt bigger and it felt like weird to walk away without some sort of Mm. like, see you again. That's deep, yeah. Or whatever. Like, I don't know. Obviously now here we are, but yeah. And then I get a text. And what's the text say? What did the text say? (laughs) It said Aloha with Boom. a smiley face. Vibes. But I knew instantly it was you because you had a 214 area code, and that's Dallas area code, and I have family in Dallas, so I've seen that area code before. Right, right. And I instantly got butterflies. I was stoked. I was like, it's not over. It's just The begun. saga hasn't <laughs> ended yet. No siree. So, yeah, that's, you know, when we had to pay for texts, and we texted way too often. Oh, we, it, was, it was literally from that point on, all day, every day, checking in on Keeks. What's Keeks doing? What am I doing? Pictures, texts, voicemails, calls. I had to pay hundreds and of weekends. dollars in, you know in I mean? text messages. Right, and this was back when AT&T was like, look, you can only use your phone for free after 9 p.m. Like, that would never happen these days because we would be at the AT&T store. Like, you don't pay the bill? You can't tell me when to use my phone? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. So, 9 p.m. hit, and we were talking. We were talking all day, every day. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a little bit after, so a couple, a month or two went by, really not that long, maybe two months went by, and we wanted to get together. She came to visit Dallas, mm-hmm. um, visit some family, and... Um, ended up spending most of my time with you. Right, ended up spending, right, we was mostly us just kicking it, mostly us just kicking it. We, um, I think it was maybe a late Valentine's for us or something like that. We hung out a lot, went on a bunch of walks, and... Um, That was when I told you I loved you. I was in love with you. I was Mm -hmm. in love with you. Um, It was kind of a rough 
or what should say weird timing, uh, because we had, um, I had, I was planning on go, moving to LA um, uh, to work at this uh, ministry school, and yeah, that fall. Yeah, and in the and in the in one of the rules for the first year of that program, that ministry training program, is you're not really supposed to be in a relationship. So you know, at first, not really knowing how serious or if that was even going to be a big deal, we really didn't think anything of it we were like well we'll just do long distance whatever a year will be over and i'll be back um and for some reason you know what i mean i guess just being dumb kids we didn't realize uh way more difficult than we thought <laughs> yeah well you were busy i mean in that school it's it's a lot of time. i mean it's one day off a week and you're busy all day every day yeah so i was like so, at, you know, your your first year there is closing. You know, the first few months before you went there, it was it was bliss. It was easy. But, yeah, once you got there, it was hard to keep up, maintain. We were young, and long distance is not for the faint of heart. Uh, so, yeah, I was like, well, shoot, I'm going to head to L.A. Like, I'm going to be near him. Like, I knew me doing a first year, I wouldn't be able to date but i'm like at least i could just be around him right right that was our original plan and then there was a small derailing (laughs) (laughs) yeah just a little bit i yeah so i applied i'm waiting to hear back but tj i mean i'm feeling something shift in him you know but i'm not quite sure what it is and then he has the conversation with me like hey i think we need to like part ways i think it's gonna work out better i mean he definitely tried to word it in a nice way but i mean at the end of the day he's breaking up with me and right, i'm just right. like i had caught some feelings for another and i was i was all caught up and i was just like you know i, I try I, I guess you, you know you gave me the benefit of the doubt because i did try to be nice about it i guess but it wasn't very nice overall well it's okay i mean the person who you were interested at the time dating or whatever we're actually really close friends now so yeah go figure wow <laughs> kind of works out look shout, at the lord mysterious shout face. out um but anyways at this time obviously it was like a major blow to me i didn't even know if i had gotten in yet if i was gonna go i mean i pretty much had already like made arrangements but i was just like if i get in i'm gonna go so I go, and, you know, it's hard for a couple months. We try to be friends. It's not working. So we're just like, all right, we just have to do our own thing. I mean, we're still seeing each other every day. We're still working events together. We're still, like, right. in the same room, like, the majority of the time. Right. Sleeping just a floor. I was just sleeping a floor above you that whole time. So it's not like I wasn't around you. I was definitely around you. But I had my own experience. You had your own experience, kind of did our own thing, and then the end of that year, uh, when it was over, it probably been like months, but then you reached out on graduation night. I was literally going to be leaving the next day, like super early, like no intentions of really like having a conversation with you at that point. I was just like, all right, this is the end of our journey, like I'm not going to see you anymore. Mm. It is what it is, but you reached out, and I couldn't resist at least one last hangout with you just to, like, conversate. And, uh, yeah, you asked just to give you another chance, so took a took a few months to kind of figure out where what I was feeling, but I was like, all right, I think I'm ready to, to, to try this again with you. Right. So, but you... 
you know, there was definitely, you were changed. You, you were, you made promises, you apologized, yada, yada, whatever. Right. Anyways, we had a journey. It was a long, yeah, it was a, it was almost like phase two where we kind of grew up, you know I mean? We were kids when we were together and we were in love and then we, you know, got, we were separated and kind of grew up a little bit and then came back together. It was a weird, you know, fork in the road, I guess, but uh but yeah i mean we but it was that pull again like it was just that like it was just it was just almost like magnetic like we had it was just felt like it was just felt like the right thing like we couldn't not just try at least even if it had failed i was like i just have to see like i just always you know yeah it was huge that that part was huge so we were still long distance i went back to albuquerque but you stayed another year yeah um or planned on staying the full year, but then... Well, I was going to plan on being on staff for the, my third year, and then uh, ended up oh, ended up basically saying, nah, I'm, this third year's not really cut out for me. Ended up leaving about halfway through. Um, went to Albuquerque, where you lived, and we, we stayed with your mom for a bit. Tried to make it work in Albuquerque. Uh, lo and behold, that didn't work. Go figure. The land of enchantment became the land of entrapment. <laughs> So we decided that it wasn't really going to work for us in Albuquerque. I got a call from my boy DJ, shout out Deej, um, and he said, hey, you know, me and my dad, we're looking to grab a, a spot here in Spokane, Washington. Why don't you and Keely come up here um, and we can get a house together. We'll get a fat house together. It'll be dope. You know, Keely can find a place with, you know, her friend Sydney. Um, you can live with me. We'll have a nice place. It'll be great. So, so yeah, but before we left... You decided to seal the deal because I was like, oh, right, I'm not right. sure. Thanks. That I almost skipped over that again. But yeah, no, yeah. So the big thing, the big thing, obviously, before we left, I didn't want to just take her to a different state with, you know, out of her mom's house without a guarantee of love forever. <laughs> so I decided, let's do the engagement. And you want me? To, you want me to go into the engagement? Because yeah. Okay. All right. So go engagement. Um, I'm super nervous. You know what I mean. We're pretty poor, so I really only got. I think I only got the band first, right? So I flipped it. I got the band first and the big ring. But I really liked on that. the day. But you really liked it because you're really nice. But you know what I mean. <laughs> so we. Um, I set up this whole thing, and I remember I was just nervous as all heck for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, I remember like going to the bathroom like three times at the restaurant. Went to the super nice steakhouse. Um, I was just like, you know, knees weak, arms are heavy. Uh, there was vomit on my sweater already. It was a whole thing. <laughs> and we <laughs> we ended up uh, finally getting through dinner. And she's like, I could tell, like, she's like, look at me. Like, why are we at this super you nice were, place? You spent, like, half the time in the bathroom. And I was like, what? Like, I pretty much ate the meal by myself. I was nervous. I don't know why I was so nervous. Because really, when you're about to propose to Well, someone, you were talking... Were you talking to somebody? Well, I was talking to your dad a little bit okay. about the whole thing. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so that was part of it. Because he was, like, calling me. And I was just like, oh, God, I got to go take this call. And so it was kind of a... <laughs> it was kind of a... Mul- it was a multi-layered was like, right, issue. I'm just going to eat these ribs by myself. Right. It was just compounding the issue. They Which, were delicious. Which, by the way... If you haven't seen your your beloved love just smash down a plate of ribs, like that was when I knew, okay, yeah, I gotta pop the question, girl. You look good eating those ribs. Uh. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're at the steakhouse. We're eating, having a great time. I get out the bathroom for the third time, and I'm like, hey, let's 
Go go down the street. We'll hit up uh, Cottonwood Mall. We'll do some walk around, look at some things. And Shout get some out things up. Cottonwood. Shout out Cottonwood Mall. Spent a lot of time there in my former years. Like yeah, remember those remember the years. remember those dimes back in the day you used to go to a mall with like lots of people. People would just walk around next to each other with no mask. Oh man. And you could just buy things. It was like so long ago. Maybe somebody would like cough in line in front of you and you wouldn't even think about anything of it. You wouldn't like, even it would be blink. No big deal. Like, oh, you'd be like, oh. It'd just be like, God bless you. Yeah, and that was it. You moved on. Those days are long gone. <sighs> uh <laughs> anyway, so uh we're walking through and I see a photo booth. And I had planned this before, she'd know, but there was a photo booth there. Um, so I said, hey, babe, let's get in the photo booth, take some photos. This is one of our last dates in Albuquerque. This is going to be awesome. We go into the photo booth, and it's, you know, we, we, we punch up, you know, all the buttons, we all the pictures we want and type of photos and all that. And it starts taking our photo, and I somehow maneuver my, in this tiny little photo booth, I maneuver my way down to one knee. And I ask, I pop the question, I say, will you marry me? And boom, the photos are going off. And I'm like crying. Oh, uh, it was a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful it moment. It was awesome. You did good, babe. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good proposal. It was a great proposal, and because you got I the photo, because so yeah. you got the photos afterwards, and that's kind of like your announcement. It was our exactly. That was yeah. our announcement. So. And then I had to go to work. Well, she went to work after that. Yeah, the whole day was you know. But you brought me flowers at work. It was beautiful. Really, it was a beautiful time. So. Uh, engagement went really, really great, um, and just a few months later. Yeah, just a few months later, we decided to leave. Right? I mean, that was. Yep, we transferred. You were working at Best Buy. I was working at Pier right, One. Right, that's right. Yep. So we transferred. That was October. Yeah. Yeah. Of 2011. So. Um, yeah, made the big move. I lived with. Uh, shout out Sherry and Alan Cressy. Lived with them. Yeah, While I was Washington. planning the wedding, they were actually a huge part of making us feel super welcome in Spokane and yeah. you know, learned a lot from them. Absolutely. Got a lot of love from them, got a lot of advice from them, learned a lot about wine from them. You know, we didn't really drink wine at all. We didn't know anything about it. And, you know, so I owe all my knowledge to them about that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So lived with Sydney for a while. But we were driving, living in opposite directions. So I ended up moving in with all the boys at the right, buc- at right. the Buckeye House. We had a house um, we called the Buckeye House. Um, it was a, me and a bunch of my friends all lived there. So Keely moved in with us. We had one car. We were traveling all around to work back and forth. It was made it a little difficult. So um, she decided to move in, move in with us and the boys. And, Ed, and it was, that was its own kind of fun one dynamic. One bathroom, no dishwasher. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But if you know the but if you know boys. the Buckeye House, man, you know the Buckeye House. It's a legendary place to be. You can get, you can really drive by and just catch vibes from the curb <laughs> of the Buckeye House, man. It still stands there if you want to go check it out. And spoke and we could probably do an entire podcast on the Buckeye House. We could, and honestly, we should. So <laughs> we will. We gotta get. We gotta bring back the crew. That's a good idea. That is a good idea. That is a great idea. All right, jotting that down for a podcast in the future. So, so we're in the Buckeye house. We're living there. Um, we're engaged. Planning we're, our wedding. We're planning our wedding. Broke AF. Um, we we did. We really were, were trying to do it as, as inexpensive as possible. One because uh, I don't think we really were the type of couple to spend you know incredible amounts uh, for a party for one day. But also we were just poor. So that <laughs> so that was a that was a we huge were like part of those it. minimalists that were minimalists before it was cool. Right. And exactly. it wasn't because you know I mean? like we're trying to be cool and like let's minimize. It was like we legit don't got 
it. So right. So we, we have to be minimalist. We are minimalist. Out of, uh, out of, out of, not out of necessity, just because uh, that's just how our lives are. Yep. Um, it was awesome. So we, we did a lot of um, doing a lot of our like our own centerpieces, do our own gifts, building. I mean, we did a lot to like put Simple. this whole thing together. Ourselves. Told everybody. I told my bridesmaids. I was like, "Yo, here's a color scheme. Go get your own dress. If you look like crap on the day, your fault. Because you can pick your own. Yep. That's exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Real low key. Real low. Real low grade vibe. So we even found a venue where the lady was called Mrs. Kalen's Barn. It was in Green Bluff, Washington. Um, so awesome. And a beautiful cherry Just orchard. Rolling hills of like different farms and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, but beautiful area. I mean, look, literally picturesque postcard status. Um, cherry trees everywhere. A beautiful outdoor wedding set up. And it was the, miss this lady. I don't know if her actual name was Mrs. Kalen, probably, but she had. Uh, her, she had just started this as a wedding venue that year, so she was given really great deals. Um, as, since that she was new to the space, it was a steal. Yeah, yeah. So we got a sweet deal on the wedding venue, um, and we kind of put everything together for that to happen. Um, and and it was yeah. Honestly, it was kind of magical. I, I know everybody says that about their wedding, but if you were at my wedding, you could really could you could really say like. That was that was one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because some people's wedding, baby, going on forever. Like, oh my god, this was a great wedding. It was hot. It was a hot day. It was a, hot, a little bit of a hot day. I mean, unlimited cherries from the cherry orchard. Just yeah, go and was, just, and your just go dad, pluck, boom, just pluck a cherry. Your dad had like stained fingers and lips. <laughs> he was he was. Uh, if you didn't know where your dad was, we're like, go check the cherry orchard. Go check the cherry he orchard, man. And he had like a bag taken with. Him yeah, to it was the fantastic. Hotel. Cherry or uh, Yeah, the wedding was fun, man. It was fun. So, and what date was that? Wow. When is our marriage anniversary? Really? Yeah, just so, just for, just for the people. I mean, I know, but just for the people. Well, go ahead if you know. Well, I just want to make sure I know. What do you What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> July twenty eighth. I was about to say July twenty eighth myself. Twenty twelve was yes. the day we got married. Eight um, years now we've been married. We've been married for a long year. time. So, so and then we. Stayed in Spokane after that. The actual, the the property had a little cabin down the, like, kind of down the hill that the bride and groom could stay at um, for the night. And so we stayed there at the end of the wedding, got our own place in Spokane, um, and lived there for, how long did we live there? Till 2015. 2015. Wow. So we were there in Spokane for several years. Um, still have friends, uh, very close friends that live in Spokane. Um, and uh, honestly, we Keely's been in Spokane this year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, we still go back. Yep. We still love it. Um, and some it, of our best friends, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. Some of my I good worked friends. at Starbucks after moving there. I Pier One was not paying the bills. So I friend, shout out Kimberly Hare, um, who was friends with Deej, but she got me a job at Starbucks, which was awesome because I've made so many of my really good friends working there. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I was working at Starbucks there. By the time we get, got married, I had quit Pier 1 and stuff, but yeah, it was a good time. Spokane was really where we... I mean, obviously we grew up a little bit everywhere, but yeah. we kind of like solidified adulthood. Our vibe as a couple to yeah, like who we sure. were, who we were, 
we were independent. Well, there was no there was no safety net. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. A lot of times, right when you get married, you're you know you're down the street from your parents, you're down the street from your aunties, your uncles, your grandma, your grandpa. Um, there was no one for. I mean, besides extremely close friends, which we consider right. family. There was we didn't have. But that. even by the time we left, a lot of them had. Moved. Had already left. Yeah, yeah had moved yeah. and done other things too. But it was those years in Spokane were very special. They were and formative, very, for very us, pivotal yeah. in you know the trajectory of the rest of our lives. Yeah, I've met lifelong friends in Spokane. Um, we, she's met lifelong friends in Spokane. Like I said, we've been there this year, so we have a lot of love for that city. Um, we really feel. I, re- I really feel like you know that city was where it's me and Kelly kind of kind of really grew up as like a couple we became who we are you know i think because we were both oldest siblings in our families too yeah it was just like really important to just yeah separate and like find our own identity as a couple yeah separate from that but yeah it was awesome it was a great time yeah i mean we dealt with you know insane winters oh man Winters in Spokane or something else. That's man. the one thing I could say. I did not. I'm not like a snow person. You be so. you. Yeah. There's some. You walk outside and the air just starts attacking your face. And then we got Sophie. And we had a dog, and she was so hyper and crazy. And she had to go out and it like it would be like what negative. I don't know. Whatever. Anything below zero, I'm just like it's too cold. You're like, why do you? Live Anything here? below thirty, it's too cold. But anyways, yeah, I was out there. You know, take her to the bathroom, negative 10 degrees in winter. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not, I mean, other than the snow, everything about Spokane is the best. Was the best, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's kind of our origin story, right? We, we started 12 years ago uh, as basically as kids. We grew up uh, together. We... we uh, moved to LA. We were kind of we kind of separated there, and then came back together, and then uh, moved to Spokane together. I mean, we've been, um, and then even after that, after Spokane, it was like you know one city after another from there. You know, so um, you know me and Keely have been. Uh, one thing I can say, you know, with long distance relationships, like it's not super easy to do long distance relationships. We were we were actually relatively successful with it. Um, I think looking at a long-distance relationship, if you, if you can treat that long-distance relationship um, like a, a real one in a sense that when you're using that phone or that communication device, whether it's Skype or FaceTime or talking on the phone, if you're using that and treating it as if it's like their real life. So when you get home from work, it's like they're coming home from work too. So you give them a call and you're talking like that. If you're not good at that, if you're not good at, at communication... It's not going to be really easy for you to have a successful long-term relationship or a long-distance relationship, um, and on top of that, probably a long-term one, but also a long-distance one because having um, that communication and putting an importance on those phone calls and a priority on those phone calls is really what allowed us to kind of go to the next level, even though we weren't um, weren't right next to each other. It was work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you really in have to person, put work in, yeah. In person, you know, you can sit and watch a movie and that's like a date and that works because right. you're physically in the presence with somebody. But I would say, you know, like we ought to know each other way better this way, having it pretty much always be long distance until we were engaged. Yeah. Um, I mm. mean, that was awesome. It was, 
I mean, if we hadn't had that foundation, like, I don't know, I'm grateful for that. The thing that was hard easing back in, at least for me personally, transition-wise, was making that time in the day rather than that, like, end of the day call up. Because I was used to being able to, like, go kick it with my friends or go to work. I had, like, my own thing going on during the day. And then, you know, this time slot was for Tej at night. But then now is like, when we moved, you know, in the same city together, the same house together, it was like, oh, I have to figure out how to fit you into, like, every aspect of my day. And so that part was hard because it was like we had this year, years of relationship, but, like, yeah, the easing into, like, the physical. I was almost too used to the long distance. Right. It almost got to be, like, where we were like, all right, uh, see you later. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you tonight. <laughs> yeah, just like no plans. Right, right. Just. So, I mean, in all of that, we say all that to say, like, I mean, look at our story. It's kind of strange. It's unique. It's been all over the place. Um, and we were, like I said, we were in Spokane for several years, and we we loved it there. Um, and then, uh, and then we got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And boy, I tell you what, your first pregnancy. When you first found out you're pregnant, and you didn't necessarily like really a hundred percent like know that this was about to happen. I would like, I like just curled up in the shower, just trembling. Like, <laughs> oh my just, gosh! Woo! Like, yeah, I tell you that that day was just. You know, we'll save that for another podcast. The day we first got pregnant, the kind of where we went after that, um, and that'll be something maybe we can talk about the next time. I will say in uh, in this next podcast after this one, um, we're going to be bringing my sister on, and we'll talk a little yes. bit about where I grew up. DK, um, my sister Danessa, she's my younger sister. I'm the oldest of four, and uh, my my sister is. Uh, the only sister, and so she'll be coming on to talk uh, a little bit about me and how we grew up out there in West Texas, um, and a little bit about my upbringing. So hopefully, you guys can get a gain a bunder, better understanding of why I am the way I am. <laughs> this mystical man, <laughs> right? <laughs> that stole my heart that one that one day, day that one fateful day at co-op <laughs> Homes- <laughs> homeschool co-op. Who knew? Who knew, man? Shout so, out to the Edgars, man. They they pretty much take full responsibility for 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 hooking us up together. Man. Us up. Really, yeah. I mean, I think it was a group us. effort, but you know. Yeah. But they played a huge part. They played obviously. a huge role. So be looking for us um, here in the next couple of days. We'll drop another podcast, a deep dive into um, the upbringing of TJ. And uh, yeah, this has been our or- origin story. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And uh, we'll definitely see. We're on Apple. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Apple Podcast. This is huge. This is huge. We're on Apple Podcast now. So check us out. You can actually look it up. You have an iPhone. Look at Apple Podcast. We're moving up in life. We're moving up. Everything's being everything's being taken care of. We're all just just give us time. We just need time. It's like a fine wine, baby. Just let us (laughs) age. You know what I mean? Let us age. We aging. (laughs) So yes, uh, appreciate it. Another episode of Butler Broadcast in the books. Love you guys.